Welcome to Boundless Love Podcast. Here it's all about next level approach to love, leadership, and intimacy. I am your host, Sofia Sundari. Hello, beautiful humans. Welcome, welcome, welcome to this journey. So I want to do something different. And I want to not only share with you some of my experiences and share with you some of the things that are possible for us when we're there to embody the variety of what it means to be a woman. But also, I want to take you on a journey. I want to guide you into your own experience. So even when you are listening to me, when I am bringing the context to everything and painting the picture, please feel it in your body. So my intention with this is for you to really plug into what is possible for us as women. So the four faces of the feminine, you may have seen my posts about them. They activated a lot of people. A lot of people really resonated. I loved that so many of you could really take responsibility for where you're at and how you are acting out of princess or of the ice queen or where the wild woman is not completely integrated. So you all recognize yourselves there. And this is so good because these faces, I don't even call it archetypes, but these faces, they all exist within each one of us, within each woman. And they don't actually disappear. It's not that you are like complete with one and then you are into the next one. But where we can arrive as we mature spiritually, as we connect to this highest feminine archetype, the priestess, who is the harmonious, who holds the harmonious integration of all these faces. Once we are there in her, we then have the incredible privilege of choice and of actually choosing where do we want to play, which patterns are okay, which patterns are really not serving where we are walking, where we are headed in our lifetime. And basically, this is when we arrive to the place of choice. But until there is choice, it's very, very hard to see. And sometimes you may even experience like you are really seeing that a woman is behaving out of very, very immature princess space. And she just doesn't see it. She just does not realize it. She just doesn't understand that she is trying to manipulate, that she is trying to control herself, that she is trying to orchestrate reality so that she doesn't have to face the pain of her own heart, the emptiness that's within her own heart. In my life, when the princess was very strong, I was... Basically, all I wanted, kind of my life's direction, was to get married and to have babies. And nothing wrong with wanting that. But it's interesting to observe where these desires are coming from. And I can tell you that for me, those desires did not come from a place of maturity and choice. And I believe this is the result of a lot of problems on the planet, that people don't birth people from the right place. Yeah, And then they're bringing becomes very traumatic, and so on and so forth. So me in that phase, in my early 20s, desiring that, desiring family, desiring a husband, desiring all the things, and I was so sure that it was my path. That's also a very interesting thing to see, that when you are in this phase, you cannot tell 
what you're actually creating, what you're doing. You don't realize you are in it. So it's only when you're out of it, and now being me being out of it, I can tell. And, you know, even back then, some years after that very intense, like, you know, I was so committed to that. I was like, this is my way. This is my goal. Nothing will stop me. Even my ex-husband, I did get married. And my ex-husband, he didn't want to have children. It was not an option for him. And I was like so on it. Like I almost convinced him to find a way to have children and to do that together. And so, But then I woke up. And when you wake up, it's not so, so, you know, you may have many different awakenings in life. This is also a part of shedding those faces, shade, shedding the identities, shedding how much we believe in these identities. This is part of spiritual maturation that we have to keep dying. It's not that once you woke up, you've seen the light and you're done for the rest of your life. No. There's a continuous refinement, continuous deepening, continuous dying, 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 dying. That's happening. So anyway, when first time my princess died, I looked and I was like, what the heck? I don't even want to have children. I thought at that time. I don't, the worst thing, I didn't even want to have a husband. I was young. I was like 28 when this realization happened. I was like, I have so much to explore. I have still so much to, like, I am, I still don't know who I am. Like, what are you talking about? What kind of family? Like, I need to find myself first. And so that was the beginning of the end of my marriage. That was massive pain, massive changes that took place with that death. So, That's an amazing thing here. You have to recognize like, okay, where are all these desires coming from? When I started recognizing it, I realized it was just like I was brainwashed. I was brainwashed by society. I was brainwashed by my parents. I was brainwashed by every single person around me who don't realize how much more there is to life than just following certain ready-made paradigms. So when this moment of awakening happened, it was like, it's like as if I had like my whole life colored glasses on and then boom, I was free from them. And then I saw that, okay, well, if I'm not existing within that paradigm, prefabricated paradigm, life is very scary. Life is very unpredictable. Life is dangerous, but also life is so much fun. So anyway, then the priestess, you know, a princess, she does not really die completely because it's a young part within us and she has all her sweetness and she has all her nice, precious qualities and she is there and she is to be loved. And this is an important thing. And when, later when I'm going to guide you on a journey, I will invite you into real, like to really love all these parts. Because when we say like, ah, oh, this part, I hate her. And I had that phase in my life as well. And I was like, I don't like that. I am like this. I don't like this. I don't want this. I don't like it when I see it on other women. Like, shh, I want to be mature. I want to be mature. I don't want that. Well, this is also not an approach. Yeah, It's also, also this very approach comes from immaturity. And yeah, so this is like something we have to love. But then, and many of you asked me this question around boundaries or around expressing your needs in a relationship. And that's something that I see a lot of women. I've seen it in myself. When we are with a man, we have this certain different levels of demands on a man. And these demands, first, they may be like, depending on where you are in your development, at first, the demands may be very 
kind of obvious blame. Yeah, very obvious blame. You know, you have to do that. You have to do this. You have to take care of me like that. Don't behave like this person. You should behave better. Like this kind of level. But then we get refined and then the demands may still continue, but they just, they look more spiritual. (laughs) So the spiritual demands may sound like, well, we are in the middle of a conflict or we are in the middle, there's no conflict, but there is tension. And you as a woman may feel like it's not flowing. It's not flowing. And I wonder when is he going to say something about it because he is a man and he as a masculine, he is meant to give direction to where we are going. So why is he not addressing that? And I will just sit here and will boil on the inside and I will be bottling up my anger. And when is he going to do that? Because it's not feminine. I'm feminine. I'm meant to be feminine. I'm not meant to be addressing things, you know? So when is he going to do that? He is a man. He should be that and this and that. And he should be... Who? Your papa? This is not your papa. This is your man. You are a mature, sovereign woman, or at least in the making. (laughs) You demanding from him to be the conscious man who is taking the charge, who is taking the lead. And until then, you're going to sit there in the corner and you're going to be all upset. And (sighs) who is this? This is her. This is the princess. Okay, so, so I shouldn't express my needs, you know? So I should be all like, chilled and, and lean back and relax and, and then I shouldn't express my needs so I'll just sit and wait. No. It's like we have to transcend that. We have to love that part because this is just a little child who is expressing what she didn't get from her father. That's it. Or from her mother. Yeah, from her caretaker. She didn't get that in some of the m- moments when she really needed that. So now she's projecting it on her partner. This has nothing to do with mature adult relationships. Okay, so let's put it very clear. All these shoes, all these coods, all this you, I'm not, you're that. All of that is princess games. So yeah, she will show up and it's your job to recognize when she is there, when she is acting out and then apologize and then course correct and then decide. Yeah, whether you want to relate from this place or whether you want to relate from a place of total sovereignty and authenticity and responsibility. This is what comes together with the priestess stage. Then the other archetype, the other face of the feminine that we encounter a lot is the ice queen. Yeah, the ice queen is the one who comes into this place of empowerment. Yeah, So it's like, for a very long time, we thought that, the, you know, a woman's place is in the kitchen, that the woman is disempowered, that the woman is, like there's even a saying in Russian, they say a woman is a friend of a human sometimes. <laughs> what the heck? Like, you know, but this is, like, just reflects the mentality of this very outlived old paradigm. So when we get really, like, fed up with that, then we enter into the ice queen. Yeah, and whenever in life, yeah, so it's not only such primitive place, but also in life, whenever we are like, oh, I've been too soft, or I've been too kind, or I've been too naive, then it's very natural to cover yourself with ice 
and freeze on the inside and just be really un- feel unsafe to express emotions also in childhood if we've had experiences where it was unsafe to express emotions and also the ice queen starts to get developed and something starts to freeze and i'm pointing here and it actually that's where it starts yeah it's, like, it's right around the belly and everything freezes and the yoni freezes and the solar plexus freezes and the heart freezes and basically the whole woman is like walking as a little ice cube and she is just she's incapable of expressing her feelings so many women are just incapable of expressing how they feel you tell her oh you look beautiful she's like oh are you too or oh, oh really no me oh it's just because i i i had the i went to 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 get a haircut that's why come on feel it someone is giving you a compliment feel it Yeah, or someone does something beautiful for her. Someone says something, someone does something, someone carries your suitcase around and she is like, cannot express, cannot express the heart. She goes to a concert, enjoys the music, but she cannot even express. How, what did you feel? How was that? Mm, it was okay. What is that? It's, we live in the world of disconnection from the heart and then guess what people die from? From heart attack. When people die from heart attack in the society all over the world, and it's number one cause of death, it means that we are not really living from the heart. And this is the product of the ice queen. This being covered in ice, incapable of feeling, incapable of expressing what you feel. And then there are also more subtle ways of doing that, right? It's like when you are just doing whatever you can just not to feel. And I do hope that we get to recognize that as women. We get to recognize when we are self-sabotaging, taking ourselves out of the heart, taking ourselves out of our happy, natural, true place and going into overwork, overeating, doing stupid things, just not to feel. And we keep covering up our feelings with stuff and fluff and thoughts even, thinking all sorts of stuff, sabotaging ourselves into certain experiences and behaviors, just not to feel. Yeah. So this is the product of the ice queen and this has to be acknowledged and addressed. And of course, yeah, she knows how to protect herself. So this is a good thing. But at the same time, Typically, we protect ourselves way too much. And we protect ourselves not only from getting hurt, but from feeling happy and joyful and fulfilled and radiant and blissful. Yeah, this is what is the price of that. That certainly is something that keeps coming up in life. That's certainly something that I keep experiencing in my life in different forms and shapes, where again, in the moment, I may not feel it. I may not experience it. But then I see that, oh my gosh, why did I have to take myself through that? Why did I have to spend this like few weeks in a place where I was not happy, where I was not feeling fulfilled, where I was not feeling connected to myself? Why did I kept myself there? Why didn't I shake myself out of it? Well, because yeah, there are neural pathways in the brain. There are you know, ways how we learn to cope. So it's not, again, you know, just like with the princess, it's not something that we have to hate about ourselves. Like, oh, I hate, again, I got dissociated, again, I got disconnected from my body, again, I got, I hate that. This is not what's going to solve the problem, yeah? Because this hate will only create shame. And just like with the princess, we can be then ashamed of the ice queen and there's no good, nothing good of that. I believe every single person has that very strong uh, on different levels, but... 
we all experience freeze. Whenever some kind of memory of a wound, of a trauma gets activated. And the way they get activated is we cannot really fully understand it. But it's quite, quite mesmerizing. So then we have another one, the wild woman. So when we realize all this freeze, when we realize all this nonsense, when we realize all these pathways, when we realize all these patterns, all these prefabricated boxes we've been putting ourselves in, then the wild woman comes online. And this is fun. This is actually, you know, when the wild woman for the first time awakens, this is fun. Like this will be the most fun of your life. If you haven't experienced it yet in her full steam, this is like the greatest fun in life. In my life, that was definitely the greatest fun. This was when I finally completed all my relationships and my marriage and my other relationships and all the things that were like somehow like wherever I was acting out of the prefabricated princess choices. Then when I broke free from that, I was like, yes, <laughs> let's go, let's go. And the wild woman, she is like, I'm not here to be tamed. I'm not here to be told what to do. I'm here to be one with nature, one with life. Yeah, I'm not here to tell you where you're going to find me tomorrow. I am free. I am wild. I don't need anyone's opinions about how a woman should look like, what a woman should feel like, what a woman should think. I am just like a free. Yes. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. That was in around 2017, that was 16, 17, that was my phase of the wild woman. And I had so much fun, so much fun. Because I was like, you know, really liberating myself from any kind of idea that I owe anything to anyone, that I need to be liked, that I care what other people think about me. Like all of that is like the wild woman, so good. And at the same time, yeah, then... Of course, in this like unleashing, when it's not done from a place of maturity and when you just wake up to that, it's not done from a place of maturity. It's done from a place of like, I am out of prison. <laughs> Let's party. <laughs> I am out of prison of my conditioning. Like, I don't care. I don't care about any spiritual maturity. I am free. You know what? <laughs> so when it happens like that, it's very possible to overdo things. You had to overexpress because she's so expressive. So you, it's possible to overexpress. It's possible to lash out at someone. Yeah, to go like, I am I'm free to express my emotions. I am here to express my emotions. You have to hold my emotions. It's me and my emotions. Well, this is, again, immaturity. No one is obliged to hold your emotions. Only you are. No one is obliged to hold all that you are. It's your job. It's your job. So when we mature, this is when responsibility comes in. Yeah? This is when you start to realize that you are powerful. Because when we don't realize our power, this is the first abuse of power, actually. is happening right there. And we better remember our power as human beings. In this wild woman awakening phase, also in the princess phase, there's a big danger here that you just don't see your power. You imagine that someone else has more power. Like the princess, she keeps wanting someone else to tell her what to do. She keeps wanting him to decide. She keeps wanting him to break the ice. She wants him or them or her or the mentor or the teacher or the leader. Somehow you, she wants them to do it for her because she's disconnected from her power. She didn't, doesn't realize that she has the power and she has to own it. 
And then the wild woman, same thing. Yeah, she's like, she's so wild, she's so expressive, she doesn't realize that she actually can damage others. She can hurt, she can overexpress, she can overdo, she can completely repel people from her because she is so unapologetic and she needs to kind of show it. It's like, it's a, there's a lot of, of a show sometimes in the shadow side of the wild woman. There's a lot of like, this is me, look at me, this is my opinion, I'm going to state my opinion loud and clear, you know, and I'm going to make this massive message on the, in the comments on Instagram so that everyone sees my opinion because this is so important, I'm so finally free because I've been repressed for so long, so let me have my voice. I have my voice, you see? You see? I have a voice. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, from a place of maturity, there is a sense of like, yeah, you do. So, you're going to keep proving that? Yeah. When you own your power, and this is what comes with the priestess stage, she owns her power. And this is rare, and this is precious, and this is a gem. When we can actually hold our power, own our power, realize that all these parts, and many others, yeah, because of course I am narrowing it down, but there are many, many more. And we can go deeper into the wild woman and discover the sacred slot there and discover the maiden and all the different, so many faces of the family and the warrioress. So, so, so much there is within each one of us. But the priestess, she is the one who holds it all. She is whole. She is complete. She does not prove because she knows that she's complete. She can walk into the space. She may not say a word, yet her power is undeniable. She doesn't need everyone to turn to her and to acknowledge her and to praise her and to say that I see you, I see you, because that's also the thing with the princess and the wild woman. There's a big desire to be seen and this is immature feminine because she does not see herself. That's why she needs others to see her. She needs validation from others. She needs valid approval from others. She needs reassurance that he is not going to go away, that she, he loves her, that she is the most beautiful one, that she is the most, that she is the, the best, that she is the da, da 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 But all of that is immaturity. All of that is not being rooted in your depth, in this dignity, in this refinement in the silent, the profound inner knowing of who you actually are. And who you are is not about, I am the queen of queens. I am the best. I am this. It's not. All of that is just another identity. It's just another thing that we create. The power of the priestess is in remembering herself beyond identity. And again, not that identity is wrong, not that your mind is wrong, not that your ego is wrong, none of it is wrong. However, the purpose of the ego and the purpose of all identities is to be a servant to something magnificent, to be a servant to something that cannot be defined, that cannot be explained, but something that just is. And that is the true power. A true power beyond all identities, a true power that's found in the silent place beyond all expressions, beyond all voices, beyond all sounds, beyond everything. This is what the priestess is anchored in. And I am using these words for 
quite a few years, I haven't been using any of these words. I haven't been using any of the archetypes because I realized that there's a very big danger in then people hearing these titles, these archetypes, and then perceiving them as titles and perceiving them as the ultimate goal and the ultimate, you know, trying to achieve something. Yeah. But it's not about that. Priestess, like we are using this term, but I'm using it carefully because I know that it can become an identity. But that's the whole point of the priestess. She is not an identity that she actually is beyond an identity. And yet in that place beyond, it's an all-encompassing place because she is the embodiment of love. And love embraces all. And love rejects nothing, resists nothing. Love simply is, and that's the priestess. She simply is in the vastness of truth, in the vastness of love. She simply is. And here you don't need to do affirmations and affirm, I am the priestess, I am powerful, I am magnificent. She exists in the space beyond these words. So I want to guide you on a little journey so that you really connect to each one of these faces of the feminine and see what message do they have for you. And you will offer a blessing to each one of them. It requires from you to just be comfortable. It's nice to close your eyes if you're comfortable doing that because when you close your eyes, you just don't get distracted by what's around you and you are guided by my voice only and you let yourself just have your own experience, okay? So I invite you then to find your perfect position for that and close your eyes. And just a few deep breaths. Welcome to place your hands over your body See where they want to be naturally. Perhaps one hand over the belly, one hand over the heart center. Feeling the weight of your hands, letting it really take you here. Feeling the echo of all the things I talked about, all the moments of aha, all the moments of recognition. Perhaps noticing which of these faces you see most which of these faces you see most in the mirrors that you meet, meaning other people, other women, which faces do you see for yourself now? And now starting to bring to awareness the princess, first face, the princess. Just feel how she has been showing up in your life. How has she been playing out in different circumstances? in relationships, at work, in friendships, and family? How has she been playing out? Notice if you judge her, what kind of feelings come when you see her? Do you judge her? Do you criticize her? Or can you simply accept her? And take a deep breath in. Allowing all these feelings to be, even if there is judgment, it's okay. And now you will ask her for forgiveness from your current state. You will ask her for forgiveness for judging her, for trying to push her away, for not loving her, for not accepting her as a part of you. 
ask her for forgiveness and feel how does she respond. And then offer her a blessing. And a blessing would be just a thought, a good thought, a thought like, be well. You are loved. You are precious. You are important. I bless you. Just feel what happens as you do that. Blessing her on her way. Blessing her path. Accepting her as part of you. And just feel the place from where you are even doing that. From where you are performing these performing this practice. There must be another part of you so you're not completely one with the princess. There must be another part of you and that's from where you're doing that. And a deep breath. And feeling this harmony, visualizing that the princess is somewhere by your side, maybe on the left side next to you. Then visualizing the wild woman, remembering all the times when you really felt one with that wild woman, when you felt like a wild woman, if it ever happened to you. Maybe you were really young and there were some moments when you were like super expressive and partying and dancing on the tables and and speaking up and speaking what you know is true and speaking up for others and, and not allowing injustice and connect to that, connect to her, the one who melts the ice with her fire and feel how you may have judged her in the past. You may have judged her in others. You may have judged others when they were really expressive emotionally or sexually or in their clothing, in their style of speaking. Notice when you've judged her in yourself and others. Take a breath. And now asking for forgiveness. I'm sorry for not seeing your gifts. I'm sorry for judging you. I'm sorry for criticizing you. I'm sorry for trying to tame you when you were not meant to be tamed. That's your whole nature. You are the wild one. And then offering her a blessing. In your own way, wishing her well, integrating this part of you. I bless you. I see you. I love you. You are precious. You are important. Just feeling this harmonious integration of her into your field. Feel like you're positioning her somewhere around you, maybe to your right. She is there. She's one of your tools. And then visualizing the ice queen in front of you. The ice queen, when you felt her in yourself, when you felt disconnected from your feelings, disconnected from your heart, really hard, maybe overly guarded, too strict, too strong boundaries, not allowing light in, not allowing love in, also recognizing her in other women. And you see women are just like not capable of appreciating, of smiling, of laughing, of enjoying. Recognize her and notice your energy towards her. Is there judgment? Is there resentment? Taking a breath and asking for forgiveness. 
and then offering a blessing, offering a blessing to the ice cream. She is there because she's been trying to cope. She is a product of pain. And she has known and she knows well how to manage pain. So bless her and thank her for being here. And then positioning her somewhere in your field. Possibly behind you. And then finally we are visualizing the priestess. This woman who is, who has a silent inner knowing of who she is. And this knowing is unshakable. And even when there were times in your life when you have forgotten, she was still there. The one who is really connected to the divine, to the supreme intelligence. The one who who is whole, who is complete, who doesn't need to prove, who doesn't need to judge, who doesn't need to distance herself. But she is the one who actually embraces all the other faces of the feminine in yourself and in others, who is moved by love, who is rested in profound connection at all times. Just remember her when she has showed up in your life, when she has made decisions, when she has really been strong and you knew her even when you were in a certain situation and perhaps you didn't resonate with that situation, but she was there and she quietly knew your place in that situation. So taking a breath, embracing her. And asking her for forgiveness. So any time that you've judged her, or neglected her, or didn't understand her, or repressed her, or felt like she was only to be expressed in some places where she is actively welcome, and you felt like you had to hide her. So asking her for forgiveness and blessing her. Blessing her. May her wisdom, her knowing, illuminate your path. May you remember yourself as her. Yes. And deep inhale, feeling all these archetypes, feeling the priestess in you, in front of you and in you, feeling the princess to your left, the wild woman to your right, the ice cream at your back, feeling all these faces and many others. I hear a part of the play that you are experiencing now in this human incarnation. And with this, we will complete this practice. How does it feel to separate out all these parts of yourself? It's such a powerful approach to separate out all the different identities. It 
really helps to be freer in life, actually. Because, as I said earlier, when you are in it and you feel like you are one with it, you don't see the big picture. You don't see the actual play of life in this very moment. And this is so nice to be able to see this is a game. It's a divine play that you are experiencing here. Amazing that they all have been a part of me always since childhood. Emotional release and self-awareness. Beautiful. Recentering. Very nice. Yeah, so when you can see all of them, yeah, then you don't lose yourself because you are in the center of it all. Crying and chilling. Mm. Yeah. Okay, beautiful ones. So uh, it was a joy to share this with you, to share these moments with you. And I want to share, I want to share something about an upcoming temple that I have. So um, for those of you who want to stabilize in that place of sovereignty, in that place of I am divine, and it's not about proving that, it's not about writing it in my bio on Instagram, it's not about speaking about it, it's not about any of that. But it's about coming to the silent, deep inner knowing that won't be taken away. And when you want that, it means that you are a woman who is here to bring heaven on earth. Because that's what we do. Women who are rested in their priestess state, they bring heaven on earth. Because they are the embodiment of love. They are the embodiment of the graceful feminine energy. And then this energy shines in everything else you do. It shines in your relationships. It shines in your leadership. And feminine leadership is the leadership from within. It shines in your work. It shines in your business. It shines in your prosperity. It shines in everything. Because you remember yourself as love. That's the work. <laughs> and that's the work we are doing in the Isis Codes. So Isis Codes is my temple. So it's not a program. It's actually a temple. It's a 14-week temple where we are together in an intimate, beautiful group of women diving into all these aspects that are so important for us in life, the sovereignty, finding the divinity, resting in the divinity within relationships forever will be an important topic for women. Leadership, feminine leadership, and also the embodied wealth, embodied prosperity. So we are journeying through all these topics over the three and a half months that we are together. And you are regularly talking to me, and I'm being your mentor in that container. We are having two calls every month. And in these calls, you're also receiving teachings, transmissions, and also mentorship. And also you will be getting practices from me every week. And these practices will be anchoring you and helping you get stabilized in this profound, profound inner knowing. So this is Isis Codes. We begin already in a bit more than a week and, and uh, next Monday. So not tomorrow, but the next Monday. It's $7,777. It's also possible to pay in monthly installments. And that's the vibe. That's the journey. So if you want to know more, please reach out. Please ask me questions. Either myself or my team will get back to you. We already have a gorgeous group of six women. I also seen 
quite a few applications. So we'll, you need to apply because we have a very high caliber of women in the group. So you need to apply. So we see that we are a match, but I think there are some really beautiful applications also coming in. So voila, thank you for being here. And I will see you around or even on the inside of the ISIS codes. Ciao, ciao.